Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dilmore. What do you consider your own personal bad driving habit? Yeah, it's pretty easy to see other people's bad driving habits, but what would you consider your own personal bad driving habit? Yes, we may be meddling today, but you can be honest with yourself and with us. We not only want to know, by the way, and we just we want to know what your worst habit is, but we also want to know what your best habit is. What one do you think, wow, this is... This is something that really has helped me. It's a habit that I've done. It's, it may have saved my bacon at one point in time. But also, what do you struggle with? Can you be honest? Is there something you struggle with? Do you struggle with speeding? Do you struggle with tailgating? You call us. That's what we're doing today. We are looking at these habits. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. 866-34-TRUTH. And here to help us out this morning, I actually have two men without one single bad driving habit between them. (laughs) (laughs) Our very own Christian junkyard guy, Bob from 109U Pullet, and our own Christian race car driver, Clint Thomas with the R12 race team. Welcome, guys. Great to be here, brother. Have you been following me around as disappointed (laughs) at me today? (laughs) I'm a little nervous sitting here. I feel like I'm being grilled. (laughs) Watch out, I might run into you. (laughs) (laughs) i'll never ever forget the time we had clint on talking about christmas parking you know how do you get around and park in the christmas parking lot and oh that was a famous christian car guy moment i have it recorded (laughs) and we used it as a highlight on the highlight tape (laughs) i don't know if you remember it bob but he was talking about how he always parked clear away from you know and then when the moment struck, it was a little different when that Clint. And that's why we're asking you today. Bring it out in the light. What is it that you struggle with? Like for me, just this week, here I was. Had to take my daughter to school. I pulled down the street right by my house where I always go. There's the stoplight. And there is a very timid, you know, older lady who apparently... <laughs> didn't understand how the metal detectors work under the light things. And she was she didn't want to pull up into the intersection because she was afraid those people turning left might get her. So she was about 30 feet back from the end of the intersection, and because she was parked there or because she would stop there with a the light, there was the metal detectors didn't know there was a car there, so the light just went on and on and on and on. And I was trying to figure out a nice way to get her attention you know i've kept on easing up closer to her like you got to move up a little bit you know and then all the people behind me started honking and this went on and yeah you wanted a bumper (laughs) 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 just tell it robbie we know it i did i have to be honest i was really struggling road rage was coming out in the christian car guy what do i do to get her attention without you know I didn't bump her though clint and eventually (laughs) (laughs) i guess everybody got her attention but it really took four or five minutes for her to move on up to where the metal detectors knew she was there and the light changed and, and life was good. So how about you? We know you got that thing you struggle with. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. 
I've got a couple neat opportunities we're going to talk to you about today with the R12 race team that Clint Scott and Bob, of course, always has his colorful commentary. But coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Did you know that driving habits tend to be a graphic illustration of our personal habit? Now listen to this. It's sort of a mouthful. Our personal habit of habitual grace. Now that's that's sort of a mouthful. <laughs> and the question I learned to ask myself this week is I am am I in the habit of habitual grace? Well, I've been telling you all that I've been reading this book by the Puritan John Owen called Communing with the Triune God. And he goes into a lot of detail about purchased grace and he goes into a lot of detail about habitual grace. And just in my complete doctrinal ignorance, Bob, <laughs> I'm thinking habitual grace is like those good habits that you have, you know, like you get up early, read the Bible, you prayer time, you know, this has got to be habitual grace, right? Because you do it habitually. And I'm, I'm really enjoying this and understanding it, I think, you know, and, and, and going in, and some people have more habitual grace than others. And John Owen is going into all these details. And all of a sudden it hits me that habitual grace is not habitual <laughs> the way I'm thinking of it. It's, habitual from a standpoint of inhabiting grace like the holy spirit comes and inhabits you and with that you get habitual grace now there's a lot to that and we're going to dive deep on this well, how deep maybe 400 feet i think we're going <laughs> listen to this yep here we go <laughs> yes we're going deep on habitual grace. You may have never heard that term, but we're going there today. I learned a lot, and I wanted to share that, and that's coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. Clint, you look like you had a habitual look on your face, like, what in the world is it? It <laughs> 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 sounded like a foghorn. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was a submarine that we were diving as we're going to go into the habitual grace. I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian car guy. 35 years the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ and the Christian Car Guy Show is changing the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for, no debt. Watching people to go into the slavery of debt over the years is a lot of what made me start this show, and cars need tender, loving care. You need to take care of them, and in doing so, guess what? You'll be able to keep them and not trade them every so often, and if you think about it, there's old tractors you see out in the, in the, in the fields. They've been sitting there since the 40s. Why do you think they're still running? Well, truth is, if you maintain a car, it lasts as long as you do. And what we're talking about today is driving safely, right? What are those habits that show whether or not you're inhabited? <laughs> I got a list that would probably last the whole show about the bad habits. I'm better in a lot of areas just from being a part of this show. Um, the speeding, you've really got a hold of me about that. and uh, And it's just so many things that. You know, just being a part of this show has helped me with and, and helped me develop better better habits and everything. Like when I'm in a parking lot, if I'm like driving at the mall or a shopping center, now if there's someone on foot and they want to cross the road, I'm the very first one. This is one of the good ones I can come up with. <laughs> I'm one of the very first people. I mean, there can be a long line of traffic behind me, but I will stop and let those people walk across. But if someone is in their car, like leaving from a Panthers game or something like that, and where people try oh, to they ease want to out, merge. if they're oh. trying to merge, oh, 
I, I'm a bumper hugger. I, I will just, there's not room to walk between my car and the, uh, the one in front of me, much less get a vehicle in there. And, and my wife will attest to the, the validity of that statement. Uh, I just really am. I have issues there. <laughs> that could stand a little bit of work. You that know? sounds like Kyle Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. What it, is it you it struggle be. with? You call us 866-348-7884. That's what we're talking about. How about those habits? You know, and, and it is interesting that here it comes, you know it, and, and there they're going to try to merge on me here. They're going to butt in, and what have I got to do to, you know, 866-348-7884, which, by the way, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, there we have posted some pretty interesting pictures of bad habits. And they did a survey in Canada, which is I found fascinating. They surveyed actually 18,750,000 people. And of those people, then, that must have been a gigantic survey, 39% of these people admitted that they ate food while they were driving. Guilty. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 36% of the people admitted to driving faster than the posted speed limit. Guilty. Not as guilty. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Every time I think about that uh, fuel savings you uh, talk about so much, the 96 I'm actually years. innocent there, and I'm, we're going to get into that whole spirit that we talk about, um, habitual grace, because it really helps to understand some of these things. And 18% admit to using their cell phones while driving. Guilty. guilty. <laughs> <laughs> half, half guilty. Half guilty, okay. Not as guilty as I was before Robbie got a hold of me. 11%, this is shockingly low, 11% admit to having road rage. Now, I'm guilty there. I, I don't have it. You know, like I go try to run people off yeah. the road. Well, if you're I, fixing to bump a little old lady <laughs> sitting at the stoplight, Robbie. <laughs> Wait a minute, I have testimony, <laughs> a recorded testimony on that one, brother. Stopping rage. She was stopped. <laughs> Come on now, I know you've got some testimony yourself. Don't let me sit up here and just cry. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. We need to hear from you. Guess what? Here's the part that really astounded me. We're going to give you a few more statistics. 19% of these Canadians said they had no bad driving habits. They have halos. They're innocent. How about you? Maybe you're one of those that has no bad driving habits. We'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. We got so much more on this habit thing. This this show could become habit forming. I'm telling you. Stay tuned. Slow down. You move too fast. You got to make the morning last Just kicking down the cobblestones Looking for fun and feeling groovy That's exactly how I was feeling Until she was there Stuck Stuck me behind the light <laughs> Nowhere to go, Bob It's You know, you want to have that Resting in the Father's love thing But it, it's, just, it's, it's, it's habitual driving habits what are your best what are your worst you got to get them out in the light folks you, you got to be able to to admit you know i really do struggle with this 866-348-7884-866-34 truth and you know what bob these canadians they even admitted to a couple of fairly despicable like 
2% of the Canadians admitted that they parked in a handicapped parking place. Now, there's certain things I just wouldn't do. You know? that's, that's a little extreme. That, that's, that's extreme, don't you think, Bob? I have done it at the yard. Just, you know, we have the handicapped spaces right there at the front door. I parked there just long enough to unload a vehicle. But my dad used to, you know, he would have just absolutely, uh, you know, took me off the face of the earth if I if it, if he had ever seen me do that because it used to aggravate him. You know, late in life he had trouble with his hip and everything, and to see people uh, that really didn't have a problem parking in the spaces, um, he made that quite vocal, and uh, it sunk in with me. Yeah, I don't, and I myself used to be in a wheelchair for, for a couple of years, so I, I understand, <laughs> you know, the, the struggle that people have that, you know, you're looking for a spot and they were extra wide because of the ramps that come out and that there's a whole reason that those places are that wide. There's a reason that they're, that they're there. And for folks that are in that situation, you know, it's really important that they do that. But we want to hear from you this morning. What is it that you feel like is a good, because the good habits are the ones that really help us too. One of the best driving habits um, to keep you from speeding or to help you with that anyway is it happens before you even get in a car. It's leaving a little early. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That can, you know, I used to just squeak down, oh, I can't wait, even to come to your show. How many times have I come sliding in the parking lot? You know, the very last (laughs) second. And, And I just... You know, leave a little early. You know, it's so simple. And then you don't have to drive like a maniac. And if you miss one red light, it's not. Or if there's a little lady sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just gives you more time all the way around. And and it does relieve the stress. And, you know, if you wait to the very last second to leave, you are setting yourself up for a stressful road rage, uh, yeah, and I, but since since you're 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 coming after me, Bob, this is my chance to get in. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> that's okay. No, seriously, uh, the merger thing that used to I that in fact when I used to do these pet peeve shows, I had people call in with their pet peeves. That's the one that just really fried me, especially, you know, the one where there's road construction. Oh yeah, ten miles oh, down yeah. the road. Oh yeah, and everybody's in the right lane, and then here come these jokers in the left lane. You know, you finally get up after hours of <laughs> being in the right lane and all these people come up that just then showed up and they're and they're merging like that. And it, it's enough to drive you absolutely crazy. I called it Marvin the merger. Have you ever pulled over into the <laughs> the other lane? Like, hey. I love to see it when the big trucks get over there and, oh, and they, block they, that. And then, you know, they'll wait yeah, and then come that. back in right at the last time. I think that's justice, you know. You do that with the with the yeah, race car. I, I do. I well, not with the race trailer, but with the uh, gas truck, I do. Uh huh. That's but anyway, it's just a patience thing. I did a show one time, and it cured me from that. And I'm hoping it'll cure you, Bob. I, you know, all I can say is it just lo- opened up my eyes to a whole new thing. And according, I had like Doctor Driving on one time, and he was real good out of Hawaii. But I had another guy who designed a method for for undoing all traffic jams. And what he said was, and I and I have found this to be true, that the people in the left lane really, really want to get over, but because nobody will give them any space, they get more and more angry as they are moving up on the left side, right, or the right, depending on which side is the free late moving lane. He said if everybody would allow 
four or five car lengths between them and the car in front of them, you would find all these people would merge and that it would, in effect, straighten out the traffic jam way ahead of time. And if you're the guy that leaves that and you continually leave that, then you, like, fix the problem single-handedly. And he had a YouTube video that he did that. And it's if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, it'll send the archive somewhere. So I said to myself, well, I got to try this out, you know. Because rather than get just totally frustrated and end up in road rage that 11%, I wanted to see if this actually worked. And it does, Bob. If you will leave, when you see that situation, here it comes. You've been waiting for it, and you've been on the Christian Car Guy show, and now you know. When you see that situation, here it comes, road construction four miles ahead, and everybody's lining up in the right lane, and you get in the right lane. Just leave five, six car lengths. Make it wide, and you'll be shocked and how many people dive right out in front of you and just keep the distance because you're going to have a whole lot of people come in. But the next thing you'll notice is, guess what? The traffic's moving ahead of you because all these other jokers are not going up there trying to beat everybody to get in. You see, when they get up there and they can't get in, then everybody stops to let those people in. But if you're the one that's back and you let them in, it works, Bob, I'm telling you. Then you just sit there and you went, wow, a Christ-like attitude in this situation the last will be first, and the first will be last. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love that, and I try to teach that. At the youth group, when we get we have snack supper after our uh, meetings every Sunday, and um, you know some of the younger ones that don't know Bob's policies yet, they are rushing right up there to the front of the line. Okay, first three or four in the line, go to the back. And then <laughs> and, and there is just no time. Nobody wants to be up front. And if they're just, you know, moseyed up there that's all right but if they've run to the front you know okay first three in the front go to the back yeah we're going to learn something today and and it's had a real positive effect it's just amazing what those kids have come come away with that with but what dr driving taught in that situation and i never have forgotten it right it you know you had the two different people i had on the show at two different times but the dr driving guy said if you look at driving as a team sport rather as a competition, now I don't want you to do that, Clint, when you're on the racetrack, okay? That's right. That's different. <laughs> That's different. But when you're driving normally, you're driving as a team sport, and that if somebody like my lady that was down there waiting <laughs> because she wouldn't pull up, that you're supposed to look at that like they've missed a block. You know, they're on your team, and when your teammate member – you're looking. <laughs> oh, this is one of those where I wish I had a video of Clint's face so you could see what yeah. he just looked like. But but seriously, when you got that person that pulled over in front of you, whatever the situation was, they missed a block and they're on your team, so you got to cut them some grace. Some what? Grace. grace. Right? Because yeah. they're it. And you know what happened to me? This two days after the low lady incident. <laughs> Yeah, you want to be her teammate in bump draft. <laughs> no, this is this is true. <laughs> what happened was I'm at another stoplight, and for whatever reason, the light turns green, and I'm in the left turn lane, and there's a school bus coming the other direction. And I pull right straight in front of the school bus. And you know what? The lady didn't honk her horn. She showed me grace. She, I, she had a look on her face like, you just missed your block. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt so bad. Like, 
look what this lady's done for me, and I'm not showing grace out there. What are we going to do with this habitual grace? We're going to be talking about that. How about you? We know you got one. You call us, 866-348-7884. Hey, man, I'm just trying to drive. It feels more like I'm trying to stay alive. The only thing you're driving is driving me crazy. And I'm getting road rage. I'm just trying to merge. You better back off. Bob, it's like uh, the. <laughs> it's, Bobby, was that you singing? <laughs> it's uh, like they were watching me, but you know, I I don't know. When I picked the music this morning, I it just seemed to just fit with what we were talking about. But we're talking about what are your worst and best driving habits? What do you struggle with? What are the things that you feel like really would be good that you'd like to help other people with? You call us with yours eight six six eight six six three four eight. Seven eight eight four is the number to call in. I know there's something that you got that you know, and and I've if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, by the way, I've got more stuff here. Not just the Canadians, because there's some American stuff here. Like, have you ever heard of turtle racers, Clint? Are you familiar with those? Uh, have missed that one. That's people that drive thirty miles an hour slower than the rest of the traffic. Uh, uh, those are called turtle racers, and space invaders. Those are people that change lanes without indicating. Mm. I want to break the turn signal off. Yeah. And how about the gap snatchers? Those are people who accelerate just to stop you from changing lanes. Bob, would that be you? Are you a gap snatcher? <laughs> <laughs> I have been guilty in the past, but like I say, you you have helped me mature into a much safer driver. Now, here, here's an interesting one. They call them the, the Morris Coders. Now, these are the folks that drive with their signals on like they're going to turn, but then they never do. And they're they're like sending code out there. And they'll get you, too, by the way, Clint, won't they? Oh, yeah. But that's about the nice uh, thing about race cars is there's no indi- – they change lanes without any indication whatsoever. Ah, that's right. I've seen a few of them cup guys. They gave some indicators. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't too nice. But anyway, along those lines, we do want to talk about your race team, which – if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, there's a big, beautiful picture of Clint Thomas and his race car, R12 Ministries. Can you, for people that haven't listened to Christian Car Guy a long time, they may not be familiar with your race team, but can you kind of explain it for them? Yeah, it was R12-Revolution.org. We're a race ministry that goes out and competes against the other competitors, and that is a way for us to take our car number that says r 12 and people start asking questions, what is the R12? And it's for Romans 12, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. And we try to take this uh, to the workers, the competitors, and with the competitors, what makes the real competition is when you get run into or you run into somebody else is how you react. You know, do you get all out, tore up? or? And we've had a lot of grace brought to us by the, the gifts given us. And we try to bring those to the other racers and to so many people that volunteer to help us be able to perform at the track. There you go. And you need volunteers this year. So yeah. if you like racing and you're in the uh, North Carolina area, this could be an opportunity for you to take part in a race team. 
We're looking at four events. Two of them are at Charlotte and two races there, road racing on the big oval and through the infield, along with two other events. If you have prior race car experience, mechanical experience, or just ministry experience, we do things with the other race teams. We try to go out and talk and do a little bit of testimony and witness to them, and we're looking at something between four and ten volunteers. You do some work with youth too, don't you, brother? Yes, we do. Uh, we're trying to work with a couple local groups that that are trying to do some mentoring and uh, some other avenues, and we're trying to get them to the racetrack, and we do need support with those to be able to show them the things that goes on and, and try to just show the love of Christ that you can take so many gifts and work them in so many different areas. The young people's always been near and dear to me, and uh, when I found out you were doing that, it made it that much more special for me. Oh, yeah. Now, Bob is, uh, of course, our Christian junkyard guy from 109. You pull it, and Bob, from what I understand, you you have, and Bob, every year since for the last four or five years has had a Super Bowl commercial. Because Bob has a tremendous singing voice. I don't know if, you, if you've ever heard it. Fantastic. If, My wife if you live it. in the Winston-Salem area, I guarantee you've heard it. But, you know, every once in a while, we got to get Bob to sing because otherwise people don't know that Bob has this amazing <laughs> singing voice. Go ahead, Bob. When we started this, uh, it was just on <laughs> such a small level. We never thought we would need the area code with it or anything. So it's dial 788-9122, and we'll come get that car for you. I ain't had a pretty song, brother. Yeah, pretty pretty. <laughs> and he's world famous now for that. And now this year, as always, he's got this Super Bowl commercial. And I understand that you've 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 you may have crossed the line. Is that right, Bob? <laughs> I can't give away all the secrets. <laughs> it, it's usually uh, it's been a lot of pressure. Last weekend, I was just really going nuts because you know we seem to have raised the level of the commercial and the silliness and or the. And, but last year we had a pretty serious message that, you know, cause it was our first, we just got back in, back into the new building and, uh, it was, it had a serious side to it. And then right at the end when all the guys were singing behind me and everything it, it, that gave it its little pop, the little funny and all that. And, uh, we debuted our new building on the air, but, uh, this year I, I may have gone just a little too far. Um, uh, I, I just couldn't quite figure out how I was going to give the same message, uh, the little pizzazz that it needed. I think I got it, but some people will probably uh, call me up. <laughs> Bob, you've gone too far this time. Well, I personally am, am very anxious to see it. And again, one year you had the whole message about going to church on the Super Bowl. Do you remember that one, Clint? Yeah. Yep, and uh, we had that at the website that year. That's some cool stuff. Well, we're going to – you're you're probably thinking, Robbie – where are you headed with all this habit stuff? You know, you got good driving habits, you got bad driving habits. What in the world are you talking about? Well, all, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it all focuses around this appraisal by the Real Black Book we're doing this week, which is, you know, driving habits tend to be a graphic illustrator of our personal habit of habitual grace. And and what Clint was talking about as a race car driver, that's got to be a challenge because I'm sure that, Clint, you're very competitive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, when you get into that mode of the weekend, you really have to, when you're trying to do the ministry or issues come up, it's uh, a real spiritual battle trying to move back and forth between the two. Yeah, I would think. And so, it, wouldn't you, Bob? 
that's been a big struggle all of my life. I am so competitive. Uh, if I am playing you at Tiddlywinks, I want to <laughs> kick your butt. <laughs> I want to beat you bad. And uh, when we play the uh, catchphrase in the neighborhood there with the neighbors, you know, I have to really get a hold of myself to rein in my competitive nature because I I was raised to win, 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 you know. And uh, you got to remember that driving is not a competition out there, you know. And, That's uh, right. It's a team sport. Remember, Dr. Driving. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but I was wanting to kick the other team's butt. <laughs> so anyway, what is this habitual grace? Well, I, that was, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it sent me down a path that I was all confused. Because when it said, when John Owen, he was a Puritan, and he was talking about habitual grace, I thought he was talking about stuff that you did habitually, like, you know, Daniel was in the habit of praying three times a day, or, you, you know, you tithe, or you go to church, or you have these habits, and so I figured habitual grace, oh, I got that figured out. You know, those are the your good habits. Well, as I started to really think about that, I, all of a sudden it, it occurred to me that perhaps that's not what he's talking about, so I decided to go to the, Google the word habitual grace and come to find out that it's a doctrine that was pretty much let go of by the uh <laughs> by the the uh pen uh, not the pentecostal the uh <laughs> the protestant the protestant faith and was held on to by the catholic faith even though this was a puritan that was describing it and so the catholics will tell you all about that the habitual grace is 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 the inhabiting the clothing of the holy spirit and so when their nuns wear a habit, they're, they're indicating you see this habitual grace. And, the, and it's kind of a cool thing when you think about it, because when we get to heaven, what do we get, Clint? We get these we get, new white clothes, yeah, right? Yeah. And so in a way, that's your habit. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a hat like the flying nun, Bob. You, you, get, you get a white robe. <laughs> so how do you put on that white robe down here habitually? That's the... And, and so when you realize that that's actually part of the sanctification is what John Owen was talking about, that this habitual grace is Jesus prayed that the Father would send the Comforter. And here he comes to, to begin the sanctification process. Now, how do I do that? Well, the challenge, as John Owen points out, is that we have a tendency to want to do all that stuff in our own flesh, even if they're those habitual things. Like, I got to get up early this morning because I got to read the Bible. Oh, I got to make it to church. Oh, I got to go be on the Christian car guy show. <laughs> right? yeah. I've got to do all this stuff in my own strength. But clearly, clearly in John 15, 5, Jesus said it don't work like that. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Here comes the tough part. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Did you hear that? like when you're driving <laughs> with trying to have a good habit apart from me you can do nothing and therein is both the challenge and the opportunity that can you find yourself there bob as i was really thinking about this habitual grace it is something that we can in fact ask jesus for help with that's what he's there for you know i need grace that's what I really need. I need grace for the little lady sitting there. Yep. I need grace for the guy, Marvin the Merger. I need grace 
Right, Bob? I think I'm an EGR, a little extra grace required kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the picture of grace, you know, when you go to the cross, you see it there. And you realize, and, and you know, the thing you can't get over is that these people that were hurling the insults, these people that were spitting, these people that were hitting him, these people that were doing all that stuff, those were the very ones that he was dying for. Yep. He was literally dying for those people. And I really think that Satan was using that against him. Satan was inspired, you know, was trying to fire up the people around the cross because they wanted Jesus. What Satan was hoping is that those people would convince Jesus to get off that cross. Why would you save these people that are hurling these insults? Why would you save these people? You know, why would you stay up on that cross for these lowly people? But in a way, think about it. The patience that he had. Patience that he had to look out after us to know what he had to follow through. Had to be quick to listen and slow to speak, just like in James. Or if you're sitting there in that road rage situation, (laughs) you know, those are the very people, the most difficult ones to love, the most difficult ones to get over are the ones where you got to have grace. And there is no way I can do that in my own strength. Apart from me, I can do nothing, and that would be Jesus. (laughs) Apart from me, I can do nothing. So if we take this over to driving, right, driving as a team sport, you know, how can we, how can we do that? Now we, we, we've talked all about these bad. Now, what are some of the cool habits really Clint that you can think of that really would indicate grace? Uh, the biggest one for me that was to give me patience was a choice to slow down five miles per hour. So wherever I drove, I just slowed down five miles per hour and it allowed me to have grace to others, to have patience with myself, to not think my time was so valuable, and it just helped me to be able to listen to others just in a normal conversation and not think I had to get my two bits in because they were more important. So when you said you went five miles an hour slower. <laughs> <laughs> you see how I phrased it. I'm just curious, now, does that mean that you're not going five miles an hour under the speed limit, I assume. No. No. I was nine over, so now I'm four, four over. Oh. So you're just, you're just four miles an hour over. and He's making progress. He's making it progress. Is, it, 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 one, one step at a time. It's progress. Now, here's an interesting thing. That's amazing that you use nine, though, because that used to be my... You know, if I'm running nine over, he won't write me a ticket, but he That's might write a, me one at ten. Yeah, yeah, he might he might blink the lights at me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about the spirit with which you drive, and in fact, Mike Westwood, who, who I thought was going to be on with us today, but he, didn't, he he tells me his wife he'll be driving along, speeding or something, and, and she'll go. What would Robbie say if he was sitting here with you driving right now? <laughs> He'd say bump drafting. <laughs> Team sport. <laughs> well, and see, but see what I'm saying is if Jesus gives you something, when you share that with other people, guess what? They begin to get that spirit from you and they're sharing the Holy yes. Spirit. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And, and all of a sudden you're driving in that spirit. And in a way, 
You're putting on a habit, Bob. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're thinking habit in a whole new way than you ever had before. So stay tuned. We still need to hear from you. We know you got it. 866-34-TRUTH. Driving with Spirit? How about that as a concept? Are you in the habit of driving with the Holy Spirit? That's what we're talking about today. What are your good habits? What are your bad habits? It's easy to spot them in others. What do you see in your own driving that you struggle with? We'd love to hear from you. 866-34-TRUTH. 866-348-7884. And at least, you know, we've got my mom who's going to probably tell me more of my... (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Mom, in Tennessee. How are you? Well, our ice is melted. Has yours? (laughs) It's getting there. No, it's still pretty pretty slick out there for us. It um, it did it last night. You're talking about habitual grace made me think of your grandmother, Dillmore. Ah. You probably don't remember ever driving any place with her, but I do. And if somebody would cut her off or fail to dim their lights or, you know, tailgate her or whatever, she would say, they're probably having a bad day. Or she'd say, maybe they got up on the wrong side of the bed. And she would not have road rage. She, she was the calmest driver and to my knowledge, she never had an automobile accident. Robbie missed that, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> my father did, too, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's only in the lady deal. <laughs> that is really cool. And she was such a godly lady. And that I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. And, and what a great way to be because... They probably are having a bad day. They probably are struggling because, you know, we know how much we are. But that that's a great word, Mom. I thought so. It, I just, she was a gracious person. Habitually. Habitually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mom. God bless you. I appreciate that so much. You bet. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. It was interesting on Facebook. You know, I posted this one. Other people are looking for other people's bad habits easy. <laughs> <laughs> Because they just, somebody said they saw a driver flossing their teeth. <laughs> I didn't know anyone was looking. <laughs> <laughs> then there was somebody else that they saw somebody shaving. Maybe you've seen that. You know, I've seen the, that. The distract, you've seen people shaving? Yeah, with an electric razor going down. Oh, I don't know why. I just pictured I've them lathered seen, up. I've seen there. somebody reading a newspaper. That blows my mind. <laughs> Painting their fingernails and. You know, uh, all that distractive driving stuff, it, it can all happen. But, you know, what's the way that, that you um, you look at that is, is in your tre- team driving, Clint. Here you are. You're trying to practice habitual grace. You look over, and there's this guy flossing his teeth. 
and you're thinking, man, I bet he's got bad gum disease. <laughs> he's really struggling. He, he may not be able to afford the periodontal bills. You know, how do you well, do Well, they have the one-handed flosser now. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the ticket. Could be the ticket. You just sort of shake your head and just, just keep on going. They're well, in their own world. The thing I was thinking is, it's interesting. My grandmother's grace, my mother remembers it. She can remember that spirit. And I bet you know somebody in your life that has that spirit that always is showing other people grace. And wouldn't it be cool if someday somebody say, man, I remember your old Uncle Clint when he was riding with somebody. You know, wouldn't that be a great way to be remembered? There you go. <laughs> and, and, you know, it starts today. I mean, what happened yesterday with the lady at the light? You know, that's what happened yesterday. But it's so weird uh, for me. My wife is the kindest, gentlest person around, but. When she gets behind the wheel, <laughs> she can be a little different, you know. Well, there you go. And it, today's a new day, and we can practice habitual grace. And what a place to observe it is is behind the wheel. So I certainly want to thank you. Remember, if you want to volunteer for the R12 ministry, go to ChristianCarGuy.com, click on Clint's picture, and they, there's a contact button where you just email Clint and tell him you want to be involved in that. Of course, all about 109 you pull is there. And... You know, some really cool pictures, podcasts. If you didn't get to hear the beginning of the show, you want to hear it. Or more about habitual grace, you just go to ChristianCarGuy.com. Remember the Jesus Labor Love, right? We got some exciting news going to happen. We're going to announce next week on the Jesus Labor Love. Free car repair for single moms and widows across the country. And we got plenty of opportunities there if you feel like volunteering. So remember what I always say, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years, Bob. And, and that's what we talk about. <laughs> and, and guess what? You save a lot of gas in doing so. And get in, the, get in the habit this week of habitual grace. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.